0: Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 58, Phantasm.
1: If this podcast doesn't scare you, you're
0: already dead. That's for sure. Yep.
1: Yeah. We that are the scariest
0: podcast on the internet, <laughs> I think, somehow, in a way that I'm not sure about at this particular moment. Scary good?
1: Or scary... Ah!
0: Well, I don't think we've made anybody make that noise. <laughs> I don't think that anyone's made <laughs> <the> a noise. <laughs> in life. Yeah, uh, that was interesting. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Pancast. This is like podcast Basically. at night. <laughs> the Pancast. the Pancast. Not to be confused with the Skillet cast. That <laughs> is a different animal what altogether. Or the Frypants cast. The fry pan cast is a good one I've heard. Um, if you are just joining us for the first time, we are they Mostly Podcast at Night. Mostly. Mostly. And our show is about two best friends who love to bicker and banter about horror movies. And we will warn you now, spoilers ahead. We do talk about Spoilers in these episodes, and in fact, that might actually be a good thing with Phantasm. <laughs> because. Is there
1: anything good with Phantasm?
0: Oh, them fighting words.
1: <laughs> We're gonna argue on this one, I can tell already. Oh, yeah. Well, um. Yeah. Done in 1979. Mm hmm. Is it our rating? Mm hmm. 88 minutes long. Mm hmm. That's 6.8 on the IMDB scale.
0: Yeah. Horrified. Well, the tomato meter was even better than that at a 73%. Critic Consensus, Ugh, Phantasm Remastered, I don't know why, adds visual clarity to the first installment of one of horror's most enduring and endearingly idiosyncratic franchises. Audience score, 67%. Nice. Yeah.
1: Very nice. I wish you say the writer and director of this is the same person, Don Coscarelli. Yes.
0: So, yeah. This was his third film. Coscarelli was famous for the Beastmaster movie.
1: Famous, infamous, same <laughs> thing, right?
0: Well, it was um, popular. We watched this during Billy Joe Bob. What was it? Joe Bob Briggs. <laughs> Joe Bob
1: Briggs' show. So we got a little more insight to it.
0: Yeah, we got and, some trivia there. Although we did
1: watch this about five weeks ago.
0: Mm-hmm. It's been We're a little while. little bit
1: behind Made the holidays and we've been being gone for a couple weeks, so. That's what happens if you lock me in your basement. hmm I
0: know. Well, you know, I thought it was a good idea at the time, okay?
1: <laughs> and then we got backed up and... Mm-hmm. Should we do a summary before we get into this, though?
0: Let's do the cast. Okay. My, it's pretty simple. There's the main player's... There are only a few. Um, Mike was a Michael Baldwin. Reggie was Reggie Bannister. Jody was Bill Thornberry, and the tall man was Angus Scrim. I love that fucking name, Angus Scrim. Mm -hmm. I know it's a great one. Um, And yes, I did that without even having to look at the board. So I guess it was kind of unnecessary. So many times I have. I fell in love with this movie. I'll just say it right now, and I have seen it dozens of times since like the holidays (laughs) pass
1: anyway um i guess you want a summary right
0: yep you want me to do it no yeah go ahead the tall man comes to town things go awry it's fine that's good enough i guess um oh good enough she guesses (laughs) okay i have questions yeah?
1: I have lots of questions.
0: Do you want me to do a real summary?
1: Yeah, do a real summary. Maybe that'll clear things up for me.
0: Okay, so... This there's this little town in Oklahoma... Or is it Oregon? I'm sorry. This little town in Oregon... Um... they This group of friends... Their friend uh, commits suicide, they think... And, um, they go to his funeral where they meet this incredibly, incredibly tall mortician mm-hmm. who is very sinister and spooky, and, uh, he creeps everybody out. Um, they go to the funeral, and Mike, this kid, Mike, isn't allowed to go, but he sneaks over to the funeral anyway, and he sees the tall man, as they call him, after this point, uh, Pick their friend's casket up out of the ground just with his own two hands, put it back into the limo, and then drive the limo, the hearse. Like, like he just One picks hit. it up, like he it picks it up like it's a pebble, like it's made of cardboard, and he just throws it into the back of the hearse, and he drives away with it. So then, this whole sequence of events happens because this Mike kid is really curious about what's going on and why. What is the tall man doing? And he goes to the mortuary. And he gets chased around by some silver balls, and the tall man chases him, and he figures out that the tall man is, like, immortal and has yellow blood, and there you have to stop the tall man, because he's turning people, he's turning corpses into dwarfs, dwarf monks. To be slaves. To be slaves on an alien planet. Where the tall man's from. Where the tall man is from, kind of. And... And the silver balls are the tall man's little, min- like, killing minions that spear you in the face and then drill out your brain.
1: Yes. And the portal of the world is actually in the, mausole- not the mausoleum, the, um... The mortuary? Mortuary, yes. Which is fun in itself.
0: Yes. Morning t- morningside. <laughs> the name, Morningside is the name of the mortuary.
1: Um, good summary. Thanks. My questions. Well, first of all, okay. Mike's a little shit. Who does a motorbike in a cemetery? Who rides a motorbike oh, in know. a cemetery in
0: So disrespectful, by the way, to ride your motorcycle don't through a graveyard. Things, please. But that's the first thing we see Mike do in the movie. I already
1: don't like him because of that. Jody and Reggie are part of a band.
0: Yes, they are. And
1: Reggie's whole idea... To Tommy
0: was the third guy in the band, by Tommy the way. Tommy was the third
1: guy in the yes. band, yes. Um, and... Tommy dies by the tall man turning into the blonde woman, right? And the Lady in her. Lavender. The Lady in
0: Lavender. Yeah, the, the Lady in lavender, lavender is the tall man, and she seduces and kills men by having sex with them in the graveyard. How do they die again? I don't remember. She stabs them. And how do they think that's suicide? That's a good question. Okay. Well, it, it's like, the tall man can, like, manipulate reality.
1: Oh, he's all-knowing.
0: He's really, he's really kind of omnipotent. Yeah,
1: fucking awesome. Okay, here is my question. Okay, so I'm going to jump way to the back, way to the back of the end. Okay, and spoil the whole shit of this. Oh jeez. So Mike wakes up. Spoilers and it was ahead. All a dream, right? Yeah. Jody's been dead. He was dead in the car accident with his parents.
0: Jo- Jody died in a car accident before the movie ever started. With Mike's parents, not with Mike's parents. Just oh, that's what. Oh, was it? Oh, was it with Mike's parents? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. It is, but it doesn't matter.
1: He's dead. Jody's been dead the whole time, and this whole thing was a dream, right?
0: No. Yes, and no. (laughs) It wasn't a dream though, because the tall man showed up in his bedroom, and the dwarf grabs him and pulls him through the mirror. That's what i was going to ask. So it's not a dream then? No. It's kind of like re. It's so after watching this entire series and having this all explained to me by Joe Bob Briggs, which he does a really good job of. Um, it's more like, uh, the tall man is manipulating reality, so you don't know what's really going on. The dreams that Mike is having is what's really going on, but then it's like, he thinks that they're just a dream. So, yeah, it really did happen, kind of. (laughs) So is Jody really dead, or is he really alive? Is
1: Reggie dead? Is Reggie really alive? I mean, who's dead and who's alive?
0: They, so throughout the whole Phantasm series, they die multiple times. Oh. Would it make more sense if I watched all of the movies? Probably. Okay. I don't know if you want to watch all of them, because you didn't seem like you enjoyed it it that much. But, um... If it makes more sense. But, yeah, I think you really kind of have to see all of them in order to get the first movie, as weird as that sounds. You
1: just gotta kind of muscle through it.
0: Yeah, I mean... So I
1: hear the next one's even
0: worse. This the second one is the worst of all of them. Okay. It is. But it's still you can get through it. I've still watched it several times. But yeah, I mean that one's the worst one, and then the third one's a little bit better, and then four is fucking amazing, and then five's okay.
1: Oh, there's five of them. Yeah. Okay, I thought there's like four of them.
0: No, there's five.
1: And there's a reason Joe Bob Briggs won't watch the second one.
0: Oh, yeah, because they destroy a very rare muscle car, the 71 Hemi Cuda.
1: But are you really missing anything by not watching the second one in it, or no?
0: See, I think you are, because I tried to just watch the, like, skip the second one and watch the third one, and I was like... It didn't it couldn't hold my attention. So then I went back and watched the second one and I was like, Oh, okay, well this one is kind of a sucky movie, but um there, there are good parts in it. There's a really awesome shot of um an entire house going up in flames with the tall man in the in the Ooh. foreground, just like he's just totally aware of it, but he doesn't care. He's just totally stone faced and like with with these huge flames oh, behind him. Well, I mean, it was amazing because Angus Grimm had to do that in front of a really, f- an actually flaming house because mm-hmm. all of these stunts, you know, were real. Like, they really blew up this beautiful Hemi They really blew up this house and made it, like, just flame a flaming wreck, like this three story house, like, directly behind Angus Grimm while he's just standing there, like, it doesn't even face him. How do you agree to get someone to blow up your house? are like, yeah, it's for a
1: movie. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't we'll know. Or rebuild. Insurance will cover it, right?
0: Yeah. But, so, I felt like there was a lot of um, things that you needed to know for the story in the second one in order to, like, get what was going on in the third one. Okay. So, yeah. Even though he wouldn't show the second one, I still had to go watch it because I felt felt like I needed to, to get the story. And then the fourth one is awesome.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I might have to watch it all then again.
0: Well, we can.
1: Okay. Um, even just watching the trailer reminded me of what happened in the first time. I'm like, I don't remember what happened. I'm like, oh yeah, now I do. The silver ball and the doors and...
0: Yeah, I love Reggie the silver Reggie touching... Balls.
1: Reggie, Reggie remembering his tuning fork and that's why he touched both ends of the... The, portal the dimensional beginning. portal, yeah. yeah.
0: It's funny. Which comes back, like, all this stuff, like, comes back later. It really is amazing how the the whole story is, like, consistent throughout all of the sequels despite how many there are, like... None of the stuff in, that happens later on contradicts anything that came before it. They're really good about that. It's amazing, really. The word you want to use? I think it's amazing. <laughs> I also think it's amazing how they took so long to shoot each sequel that they and they use like the actors like different looks at different times, mm-hmm. you know, to show where they are in the timeline of the. It's just amazing how they kept all the actors, except for the second one doesn't have Mike in it. Okay. But then he comes back for the third one and he's in all the rest of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like he he wasn't old enough, I think, in the for, to be the age they wanted Mike to be in the second one. I think that oh. was what the Did issue they recast was. Mike then? Yeah. They did recast him? Okay. They did recast him, yeah. Oh, okay. They had this, this like, you know, twenty five year old guy playing a nineteen year old. Nice. Mhm.
1: Well, just going back to this movie, um, I found it funny in a lot of places. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it, but knowing from Joe Bob Briggs, like with the backstory about it, how it was um, the writer and director, how he borrowed money from his his parents to mm-hmm. get it, and it was a shoestring budget. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot better than a lot of shoestring budgets we've seen. But it just, it's kind of funny, like the embalming fluid off the fingers, and
0: yeah, oh, gross.
1: Yeah, and how it turns into the fly. I mean, it just it was just funny to me. But um, it wasn't horribly shot for the, the small budget it had.
0: So. No, it seems, like, it seems, too, also, um, the more money Don Coscarelli has mm-hmm. with these movies, like, the worse the movie is. Really? So, when he, like, so, like, he had, like, such, like, his budget was so much more on the second one, and then that was, like, the worst of them. So, then, like, for the third one, they, you know, like, took away took some away. of the budget, and then he got better, and then it was, like, when the less money he has, the better he does. Probably to screw it up, like, less, you know. Like, yeah, well, it's, it's like, he needs... He He's one of those people that needs limitations. Leash that puppy. Because then he has to be more creative. I understand it. I get it as an artist. It's like whenever you have to, um, when you have parameters for a piece of art that you know you have to meet, sometimes it'll make you go in directions you wouldn't have gone and you'll come up with like a better end piece of art. That happens to me all the time.
1: Okay. I can
0: see that. Yeah. That sense. Okay. Right. Yeah, and if you want to get into opinions a little bit more, I'll just say, like, I know I'm not sure... I'm not sure how you feel about it. You're kind of lukewarm, maybe? I'm lukewarm. But, um... Yeah, I really just <laughs> completely fell in love with this movie. It's so weird and trippy and, like... I just love it. Like, I just... And it's so creative and... The tall man is so freaking awesome. Angus Grim an is an awesome amazing. actor, amazing. Yeah, and he's such an awesome villain. And like, it's just, it's great. I don't hate it,
1: but I did need Joe Bob Briggs, yeah, to help explain it. Well, that's why I wanted
0: you to watch it that way because that's how I had seen it too, and it it really helped. It's
1: got its problems. Like you, you see these random people that you have no idea where they come from. Yeah, like they come home one point, and there's this African American woman. That scares him. It's like, well, where
0: the fuck... Who the fuck is this? this they, yeah, come. they startle her. But who is she, but though? They're like, oh, sorry, it's just us. But you have no idea who, who she is. is. Or what she's doing in the house. Or the blonde
1: chick that's in the mortuary that gets killed. It's like, well, who the fuck are you?
0: Yeah, you never get introduced to her whatsoever. She, you see, her, you only see her five seconds before she dies. It's off almost screen. like
1: people that... like It was like a Kickstarter fund. Like an old school Kickstarter fund. <laughs> where he got like ten bucks. And he's like, I'll put you in my film. Yeah. And That's what they get. They get a walk out part for ten bucks. You know? And like
0: and like the um the the granddaughter and the fortune teller. Yes. Like they almost didn't need to be in the movie. <laughs> Not at all. Like they kind of did because they were the ones who told Michael not to fear, and then he took that to heart. And for the rest of the movie, and any time he was scared, he just plunged ahead because he was like, "They told me, yeah, even when he shouldn't have." Exactly, because he just goes like, "Who the fuck goes through a dimensional portal like it's Tuesday?" I mean, seriously. Oh, you do that, okay? Yeah.
1: If I see a, a dimensional portal, I'm right there.
0: He's like, I have no idea where this goes. Oh, well, they told me not to fear. Think I'll dive through. Um,
1: <laughs> I think there are miracles. I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I, I gotta say, I think that's the miracle. Right
0: I don't there. know. I think that they they kind of push him through the movie, and I also don't think that they ever spout exposition, yeah. though. know. Uh, Nobody really spouts exposition. You don't really find out Joe anything. Bob <laughs> you don't really find out anything about the tall man in the first one really no you know you, you there assume is, he's an alien there is one exposition heavy sequel where you find out a lot more about the tall man's backstory it's actually pretty cool which episode which, which episode which, which movie is that I think
1: three
0: Okay. I think, maybe two
1: can I ask a question yeah why do you need that many oil drums of dwarfs <laughs> Why does anyone
0: because need that many books, The tall dwarfs? man's entire purpose seems to be to move around from universe to universe, collecting the bodies of the dead and making them into this ever-growing army of dwarf monks to take over reality. Like he's like was. just bent on like world domination, and he's going to do it using your own corpses. I make them dwarf size, though. Because they're
1: more controllable that way?
0: Oh, Or because they look no, like Jawas? Because that was a coincidence. <laughs> uh, no, actually, he has to compact them for size to do with... Something to do with the other planet's gravity and heat. They have to be compacted to Did they size. say that in this movie? They say that at some point.
1: I don't remember this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a whole lot of understanding anything in this movie. <laughs> okay. I'm sure you have some trivia, though, don't you? Um, or should we do uh, favorite death first?
0: Let's do, do have favorite favorites? death. I think I like the first silver sphere death the best, just because oh. you get you get introduced to the silver sphere, which is such an icon of the franchise. And of course, like I love the the jetting blood. That's pretty pretty. As it drills into the head. Beth, I would agree with you. I think that's
1: my favorite death too. Yeah, Sorry, love I'm those copycat, love yeah. those
0: silver spheres. <laughs> Um, I have one piece. The Morningside Mortuary was an actual mortuary, even though it looks like a Victorian house. Okay. Um, it was the Sunnyside Mortuary, which just, that name cracks me up, in Long Beach. And Reggie actually worked there. No. Really? What did he do there? Yeah, he delivered flowers to the, um, mausoleums or whatever. He's sweet. I love Reggie. Um...
1: I know, Anger Scrim was six foot four. Yes. And they had those boots with lifts that gave him another
0: three inches to make him really tall. Mm-hmm. And Poor then they, they had him wear suits that were, like, two sizes too small to make him look even longer. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um. Oh, the composer who did the soundtrack, that creepy, creepy music, Fred mm-hmm. Miro, was also the composer for Soylent Green's soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And although there is a hemikuda in this movie, it's not an actual Hemikuda. It is a Kuda minus the Hemi masquerading <sighs> as a Hemikuda. And what else? That
1: ball was eleven hundred dollars at Silver Ball. Really? Yeah. Eleven hundred back in the seventies, that's a lot of money. Wow,
0: that is a lot of money. Poor guy died before he saw it on the screen too, the creator. Of the Silver Spheres? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. All the dwarf
1: children.
0: Oh, <laughs> were they? <laughs>
1: Bill Thornberry was nearly as tall as Angus Scrim. So, not only did Scrim have to have those boots on, he also had to stand on an apple crate. (laughs) Just when you think you're really tall, you know?
0: Yeah, really. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. There was supposed to be another Phantasm movie called Phantasm's End, which was to star Bruce Campbell. Really? Yes. Nice. And then they wrote, they made Ravager instead, I guess.
1: Um, Don Coscarello's mom actually played a lot of roles in this. Did she? Um, like, makeup and hair and all that, and she actually went by two aliases in the, in the uh, credits for that.
0: Oh my god, Brad Pitt auditioned for the role of Mike in Phantasm too. Seriously? He would have been so much better than the stupid little idiot that they got Who for did that they role. For? Oh, what's his name? I just had that. <laughs> the stupid little idiot. James Legros A reboot film was planned in 2005 that had J.J. Abrams considered as a possible director, but they're not allowed to reboot this franchise because you cannot replace Angus Scrim. I'm just saying it right now.
1: I thought you were going to say that Don Cascarillo said, no, you can't do it. No. <laughs> I got one. After filming a scene where his character is killed by one of the silver spears... Kenneth Lee Jones was too tired to have his makeup removed, so he drove home in it. As he did, he was pulled over by a police officer who was naturally suspicious of him being covered in fake blood and didn't emulate by a story of being an actor on a movie oh. role. <laughs> Thank you, IMDB, for that one.
0: Don Coscarelli's and Reggie Bannister's parents can be all be seen as extras in the funeral scene. Why do I feel like they're Kevin Smith,
1: Jay Muse, Brian O'Halloran? Like, they all grew up together. <laughs> Because yeah. Reggie Bannister, Bannister was in his other movies as well.
0: Yes, Reggie Bannister was in every single one of his other movies mm-hmm. except for Beastmaster. Which is surprising. And Angus Scrimm was also in his first movie that he shot when he was 17.
1: Well, so was John uh,
0: Thornberry. Cool.
1: Bill Thornberry. Sorry, not John Thornberry.
0: That song, Sitting at Midnight, Which was reg- written by um, Bill. Oh, that's right, yeah. Oh yeah, the the like the, one of the best things. Don Coscarelli was inspired to write the film by a nightmare um he had in his 20s when he was being chased around uh like endless corridors by a flying sphere that was trying to jab a needle into the back of his head. Oh. Nice. He dreams good stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, I guess died 2 years ago.
0: Yes, he did. He died, he died in, in 2016. 2016. Just after shooting, finishing shooting for the very last in the series, Ravager, but he did get to see it before he passed. Did he? Yes. That's good, at least. Um. Yes, that's right. Phantasm was originally slapped with an X rating. The sticking point was the puddle of pee left for the f- first victim of a sentinel sphere. Seriously? Which I forgot to mention. That's the other thing that's awesome about the first victim of the sentinel sphere, because the dude pees himself when he dies. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's how I go. Killed by a... Chrome Sphere has been... And peeing myself, yeah. peeing yourself. (laughs) Well, yeah, okay. All
1: at the same time.
0: Anything else?
1: I don't have any more trivia. You want to rate it?
0: Yeah, let's rate this sucker. I'm going to go 5.11111. Oh, this was a chaos pick, by the way? Clearly. In case that wasn't obvious. (laughs) Um, It wasn't... I didn't hate it, but...
1: eh, I think I'd like it more if I watched all of them. Maybe I understood it more.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna go like extremely the other direction. A one? Uh, no, I'm giving this a ten. What? I love this movie so much. Oh my god, we can't be friends anymore. I
1: don't understand you.
0: I think I've explained all the reasons why I love it. <sighs> okay. It's weird and creative and freaky and crazy and goes all over the place, but yet it's like not stupidly done i just love it i think it's great all right. i love the tall man i love angus Scrim. i love reggie banister i love all the actors i love that they all stayed with the exception of two throughout the entire series and so you could like watch them get older as they continued with to struggle against the tall man and never give up and
1: I'm not talking the whole series. I'm just talking this movie. What do you think yeah, this know. particular movie? This
0: particular movie, I'm giving a 10.
1: Then what do you give number four? Because you said four is even better.
0: No, I said four was the best of the sequels. Uh, I didn't say it was better than the original.
1: Okay, I misunderstood that. All right, do you want some fan fiction? Yeah. We have seven, none in fanfiction.net. They're all an archive of our own. Um, and they're all an American, so that's good. A lot of Mike Pearson slash Reggie's. I can see that. Wait, no, Mike's the kid, isn't it? Yes! No, I can't see that. That's horrible. Maybe later.
0: <laughs> Reggie's got to be, like, 30 years older than him.
1: <laughs> I was thinking them at Jody. No, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's Mike, Mike, uh, Reggie, so. Mike, Jody would be worse Their brothers. Oh uh, No, I was thinking Jody Reggie.
0: Oh, Jody Reggie, yeah, yeah that would no, be. Not Mike Jody,
1: Jody Reggie. Jody
0: Reggie, that would, that would be fine. No, it's
1: Mike Reggie. Yeah, Mike no, Reggie. that's terrible. And then the tall man and uh, Reggie.
0: Interesting. So interesting. <laughs> interesting. So that's all I have for fan fiction. Okay. <laughs> My hippos. Sure. Uh, we are night dot com. You can go there to to listen to episodes and get show notes and all kinds of things. We are also uh, hosted by Anchor.fm slash Podcasts at Night. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere podcasts are sold, including Blueberry for Roku. Um, you super excited about that. <laughs> we are on social media at Podcasts at Night. We have a Twitter, a Facebook community, and an Instagram. And we each have personal Instagrams. I am Chaos at Night. Carnage is Carnage at Night. And um, we also have a Run Bubble store where you can get merch, T-shirts, mugs, pillows, stickers, anything you can think of. They're all there.
1: Not anything. I mean, I can't get a toilet seat cover.
0: Yes. I'm sorry. I'll work on that. Thank you.
1: I wanna poo on your face. Like that sounds weird. No, I'm not
0: that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no.
1: Nope. Uh-uh. Scratch that. No. Um I wanna poo on our logo. So I want a toilet seat cover with
0: our logo on it. Why are you taking a shit on the toilet seat to begin with? Like that <laughs> doesn't even make sense as a thing. That someone kind should of like do. It's kinda like a
1: mid-decker. It's not an upper decker, but it's not in the bowl, so it's kinda of like a mid-decker. It's a new thing. All the kids are doing it.
0: Really? Okay, I have to go now. (laughs) Oh, it's getting too late tonight for me to talk. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) gosh. I think that's it. So I think I will be saying goodbye now from chaos saying stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from
1: carnage. And as always, we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of
0: cats. Oh my god, what the fuck? Thanks for listening to They Mostly Podcast at Night. Our theme song is by the Computer Music All-Stars under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Link in the show notes.